Hey guys, this podcast contains heavy-hearted discussions of depression, anxiety, suicide, and other factors that can be triggering. It does not contain any official medical advice. Do your own research, folks. In this episode, I talk about the accident that led up to my concussion. Let's do this. It's January 27th, 2018. And just like any other winter weekend, I'm on my way to the local mountain. Finesse is the hottest song on the radio, and God's Plan just dropped. It was a time. Like all people that grew up in the Lower Mainland, I learned how to snowboard very early. It's almost a rite of passage for you to learn how to either ski, snowboard, or at least skate as a child. I was nine years old when I got on the snowboard for the first time, and I loved it from the moment that my feet hit the snow. I'm with my friends, and like me, most of them also grew up on the mountain. When we get up to the mountain, the conditions are so prime and so beautiful. The sun is shining. It's still cold enough that the snow is in pristine condition. It's a bluebird day. And one thing to note about this day in particular with me and all of my skier friends is that I was very excited to be going fast. I love adrenaline. I love going fast. I love the wind in my face and my hair. I love the way it makes me feel. So I was excited to be out with my friends who were skiers. And to give you some context of what it was like back in January 2018, I was told to full send it. And I never backed down from a challenge. So we're going down the mountain. We do a few runs. Everything is amazing. I'm going as fast as I've ever gone. I'm loving it. And then we get to a point where there is a little jump to the side of the mountain. And if you have ever skied or snowboarded in your life, you'll know that there are these little jumps where if you go over them and you don't have that much speed and you're not intending to hit a jump, then it's not gonna be a jump. You're just gonna kind of glide down a steeper part of the mountain. However, if you are experienced and you know it's coming and you wanna hit that like it's a jump, you can get some serious air and make a jump. And of course, I hit this jump. I land it. It's a very important part of the story. I land the jump. And this is where it gets blurry. <laughs> so I call my friend Monica because she was there when it happened. Oh, I miss you so much. Shortly after the accident, Monica moved to Australia, and I haven't seen her since. I miss you too. It's been so long. Come to Australia. Okay, so I have to recap with you what actually happened. We did a run, and we were like in probably in the middle of the run, and I had gone over a jump. Yeah. I think you already had, like, a ton of speed before then, too. 
Yes, we were going super fast because it was me, you, and three of our friends, and you guys are all skiers, Mm. and I was the only one snowboarding. Yeah. So I was going super fast Mm. because I was like trying to be a cool girl (laughs) and like be like, yeah, I can keep up with you. And to be fair, I can keep up with you. (laughs) You did. (laughs) I did. And yeah, so we were going super fast. I went over this jump. I landed it, but I had picked up so much speed Mm -hmm. that it was like even more speed that I was going so fast. And then right after I landed, like maybe not even five seconds later, I went over a little blip in the snow and then like fell forward, hit the front of my head, then because of the force the back of my snowboard comes back around hits the back of my head and then I tumble down and do it repeatedly right like front of head back of head front of head back head. <laughs> so fun <laughs> no wonder I got so messed yeah. up so now this is what I don't remember there was also a skier there what do you mean right oh, in front of you like there was a skier that had mm-hmm. yard sailed which is uh for anyone listening that doesn't know when you lose all of your skis and your poles and everything like he yeah did I crash into him though no, or did he I fall? think you oh yes okay now I remember that you would okay so I think I was like coming down and I was slightly in front of you but then you went in front of me in order to like go hit your jump <laughs> and like pick up some speed and then I think that skier was just like a junior skier and they got a bit freaked out and you actually yeah. avoided them but then they just spilled anyways but it was not yeah. nearly yeah what you did and then I remember yeah. maybe that's why <laughs> I fell like I don't even really remember the fall maybe I was trying to avoid him. I think you might have tried to avoid him and then obviously it like puts you off balance and like you don't yeah. want to take out someone else but they were being that makes a lot of sense actually because I probably turned super quick yeah and was going really fast yeah and, and they were definitely like I a felt. green skier so I imagine they were probably uh-huh. like doing something stupid too um yeah <laughs> like skiing in your path or something right. um but then that's the thing about snowboarding and skiing too is that I mean I've been doing it since I was nine it's like an extension yeah, of my yeah. feet I've been doing it for so long that I was so comfortable yeah. with it oh uh, that's that makes a lot yeah. so that makes a lot of sense because I always was like I don't know why I fell because I've fallen a lot for sure but I'm very good at what I'm very good at it because I've been doing it for so long like a Vancouver thing they just put you on the mountain when you're young (laughs) yeah when when, like you can walk now great perfect let's get you you in (laughs) (laughs) yeah I definitely remember you going forward because that was in front of me at that stage and I remember like your board coming over the back of your head and like doing that scorpion and I was just like wow Amy's really flexible (laughs) (laughs) multiple like times yeah over. yeah and then it was just like all the way down the hill because you had too much speed by then yeah yeah and I didn't pass out either. no like I was still fully awake yeah, we all I never and we were like are you okay like yeah then, yeah. yeah and, I think and you... that's the, the thing too was like I was fine yeah I was had so much adrenaline that I was like Oh, yeah. No worries. I'm great. Yeah. Do you remember, too, that, like, we went down the mountain and I was still feeling so good because I had so much adrenaline that I went back up. Yeah. I took the chairlift back yeah. up with you guys. 
Yeah. I remember you were like, yeah, let's do one more run. Like I'm fine. Yeah. And then on that one, you were like, actually like, maybe let's go inside. And we were like, yeah, yeah that's cool. Just one more. And then I'm pretty sure we yeah. like went in for beers and you were just like, okay, I think I'm like not feeling good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like, I remember we went up and I, we went back up and I remember sitting on the chair lift and then at that point it had probably been like 20 minutes yeah. since the fall yeah so then the adrenaline's coming down and I remember getting really dizzy mm. and being like oh this doesn't feel good <laughs> oh this doesn't yeah. feel good yeah I think on that run you were starting to complain about the dizziness yeah probably halfway through I started only uh heal healing down mm. the mountain because I couldn't even turn because I was so dizzy. Yeah. Um oh <laughs> and then this is the part where like you weren't with me. So I put my board on the rack and I go inside the chalet. Yeah. Because oh, actually one of our friends was also in the chalet and she was new to skiing. So she went on like three runs and then was yeah. like, Hey, thanks so much. I'm gonna go inside and have a drink. Yeah. And so like she was in the chalet. And so I went to go meet her. And I remember getting putting my board in, going into the chalet, trying to find her, and then having to sit down like multiple times because I was so ill that I could and I couldn't find her because I mean the chalet's not even that big no. but like I couldn't find her because there were so many people in there and, your head was and I was so I, I was my head was spinning I was so overwhelmed mm. there were so many people I was getting really hot uh, I couldn't find her yeah and then I finally found her in the bar and like all I could do was just like sit there and like I was dead <laughs> it was so bad yeah I'm yeah oh yeah because I think I kept going yeah yeah and the thing is too like I had so much adrenaline and we all thought that I was fine yeah. too because like you know in hindsight if you had known if anybody had known if I had known yeah. no one would have let me go to the chalet by myself or even like on the <laughs> run after like we yeah like... yeah it was like oh see you later yeah. guys like yeah. oh just let just the head trauma of my lifetime <laughs> <laughs> yeah because even when I saw you take the fall you just like bounce up and you're like, oh, it's all good. It's all good. And I was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I really thought it was fine because I, I've fallen so many times before. Yeah. It wasn't even the fall. Like, that's the thing too. It wasn't even the fall that was necessarily like, oh, that was a big one. Like That was the big one. Mm. It was a, it was a bad one, but it was just like any other bad fall that you have when you sign up to do snow yeah. <laughs> activities like that. You just hit your head a few more times. <laughs> yeah. And that's what made it so confusing, too, mm-hmm. because when I did get into the post-concussion symptoms of it, I had no idea that that's what was happening to me because I never thought like, oh, that accident and that head trauma like fucked me up yeah. so bad. It was just kind of like, yeah, I did go to the hospital eventually. And they were like, here, have a pamphlet. Have fun with that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then they're like, don't sleep tonight. Yeah, and they, I took a week off, and then, you know, they give you a bit of time to cover, and then I was just like, oh, yeah, I'm fine now. Yeah. Like, it's fine. I'm good. Yeah. And it, it the concussion symptoms were never so strong that, like, not, like, so out of it that I couldn't speak or anything mm-hmm. or do anything. I was still functioning mm-hmm. fully normal, fully – no, okay, well, I was never functioning fully <laughs> But it was so close to normal that it felt normal that I didn't even – 
realized for yeah. so long. I think that that's, that's how what I was concussions too. Like you're just like, oh, I just hit my head. Yeah. It's fine. I'm just feeling a bit yeah. dizzy, or like, oh, I have yeah, headache. or like I'm just a little sad now. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. yeah, that's what happened to me. Like I, it took me probably at least six months after the accident, maybe even up to twelve, to real fully realize that what I was experiencing was because of the concussion. Mm. Because I just didn't know. Nobody yeah. told me oh, about what it would be you like. Were talking about being sad, and you were like, oh, I did yeah. something else, and I was like, okay. <laughs> Yeah, I was just like, oh, I don't like my job anymore. That must be it. Like, even though I loved it before, (laughs) it was just like, oh, I must not like my job anymore. So I'm sad. Yeah. So I was always like, I like depressed. I mean, I was depressed. Mm -hmm. I know. Oh my (laughs) gosh. Yeah. And I didn't want to tell anybody or like do anything about it. I didn't know what to do. Yeah. And I didn't know that that's what it was mm. like if I had known right away that I had can like post-concussion syndrome or and symptoms then like maybe I would have done something mm. but it had been so long like a year yeah. that I was like oh that's I so I, I I remember finding out because I uh partially because I read this article and the girl in the article was describing her accident and her concussion and she was talking about how uh she was always tired constantly yeah. falling asleep in the middle of the day like could barely make it through the day without a nap I was like same <laughs> well, oh my god wait is this me so do I like... am I concussed <laughs> what did you do after that did, like do you just have to how do you manage it then I couldn't do anything yeah I mean like I just kept working and I'm so grateful that they were so gracious to me mm. for like that period of time because I mean I really couldn't do my job. Yeah, you, <laughs> they were like hard. very lenient with me. You yeah, know, like when I came into the chalet, eventually you were like dazed, and I remember we drove you yeah. home, and you just looked like you were not there. <laughs> yeah, and everyone was like, "Go to the hospital," and I was like, "Not yet." Yeah. I don't know why. I was just like, "Not yet." I'm not ready. I know. Yet. I didn't go to the hospital until like maybe. 10 or 11 p.m. and that the accident happened at around 2 p.m. so I waited a while because you know I I love I love to go to the emergency room in the middle of the night yeah. that's the best time obviously I don't want to deal with the time stuff. I was like no it's not time yet I have to wait yeah, <laughs> yeah but so I went to the hospital and they uh it's so hard that's and this is why I want to do this and want to talk about it because they can't really do anything for you and with their head trauma it's like so difficult especially when they have so many people coming into the ER yeah but they basically just said oh you have a concussion so they gave me this little pamphlet the pamphlet had some like facts about concussions Mm. and like shit like that and then that's it and then they just send you home and they're like good luck and I'm like okay and I had no idea that there were options even treatment options even available to me yeah like it took me years to find out that there was specific physiotherapists and chiropractors to handle people with concussions or that I could see a neurologist like Mm -hmm. none of that was presented to me as an option so I never did it and I just healed by myself Mm -hmm. (laughs) I feel like with concussions you just never know so many things can happen you can get hit by a car 
you mm-hmm. can have a biking accident, mm-hmm. you have a snowboarding accident, you fall, whatever. So many factors can go into getting a concussion and it can happen to anybody at any time. And that's why it's so scary. So that was five years ago. Mm-hmm. And only in the last two years have I worked full time. Yeah, so true. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I never put those so, together. <laughs> I worked, I had to work part-time and, or not at all for three years after the accident. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So now that I am like back again, Mm -hmm. like I feel that my brain has returned. My personality has come back. Mm -hmm. I feel much better. I am taking antidepressants too. So that also helps. Mm. Um, But now that I am feeling like much more in my right mind, uh, I want to be able to talk about this and like share the story with people because it can happen to anybody like that's so scary that you never know and it does happen to so many people I feel like almost everybody has a second degree connection to somebody who has a concussion yeah oh I've had so many concussions but never like as severe as yours so (laughs) yeah I think it's it's so interesting because like yeah mine would always last like probably a few nights but yours was like definitely a severe concussion and it is such an invisible condition that you probably did experience some of like concussion Mm -hmm. symptoms that you didn't have a name for or like couldn't identify Mm. because you're just not aware because there's so much that goes into head trauma and like what happens Mm -hmm. to your body and your brain after you hit your head so I, I do really feel like people who have had concussions in general, not just people who experience post-concussion syndrome, which is when you have long-lasting mm-hmm. symptoms, but even those people who experience it in like the micro or like the, the three-month period after your accident. Mm. It's really uh, wild. So yeah, that was it. <laughs> that accident changed my life. And for a long time, I thought that it changed my life for the worst. And now that it's been five years, I can say that it has changed my life for the better. There's so many things that I have learned, but there's also so many things that I wish that I knew sooner. So in this podcast, I will be talking to doctors, therapists of various kinds, people who have had experience with head traumas and concussions and more. And together, we will learn what happens to your body when you have a concussion and how to recover from post-concussion syndrome. I felt so alone and undereducated when I went through my accident, and I want to share this knowledge with people who might be going through something similar. So with the Concussion Podcast and through this journey, I hope to raise $15,000 for concussion awareness and support, with 100% of the proceeds going towards Brain Injury Canada for the development of online concussion resources to help provide education and support and raise awareness for the challenges of living with concussions. I love the work that Brain Injury Canada does. They provide 
resources online for people living with concussions as well as healthcare practitioners to learn more about the effects of concussions and how to support those living with concussions. They've got all kinds of resources like a getting back to work guide and information about what happens to intimate relationships when you have concussions or resources for domestic violence survivors living with concussions, as well as resources for teens and seniors with concussions and head trauma. Please go check out Brain Injury Canada's website and the resources that they have available, and the link is in the bio to help me meet my goal of raising $15,000 to help Brain Injury Canada with the development of online concussion resources. Thank you so much for listening to the Concussion Podcast. The best way to support this podcast is to share it with your friends or anyone you think would benefit from this podcast. The Concussion Podcast is independently hosted, produced, and edited by me, Amy Tom, and 100% of the proceeds of this campaign will go towards Brain Injury Canada. Thanks for listening.